last week much, but we talked about indicators for if you are not receiving correction. And I, I wanted to do a play on you're not receiving correction if, right? And so I went through four or five um, reasons. Do any of do either of you remember what any of those are? You're not receiving correction if you what? If you don't align, I mean, maybe not those words. Basically, if you don't align yourself with the will of God. If you don't align with it? Okay, I don't think we said that one. But that's true. If you don't make the correction, you haven't received the correction, right? Okay. Okay. If you block um, it, put up a wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you block it, if you put up a wall, yes. When we say we might that retaliate. Or just reject it altogether, right? Okay. Um, if you deny it, if you deny it, like I told you that time that Shalom told me I was singing out of tune. She said, it sounds like you're singing a whole different song. You're out of key. I can say, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just denied it. No, I'm not. And then kept doing what I was doing. <laughs> just because I don't see it or just because I don't receive it. Um, I remember I was telling somebody something and it wasn't I'm giving you a word of correction, but you know, I was telling them something. But I reject that in the name of Jesus. I'm like, you can reject it all you want to. That does not mean it is not true. So yeah, when we <laughs> reject it, when we deny it, um, when we justify our actions, well, the reason I did this is because, well, if so-and-so hadn't done this, I wouldn't have done that. Um, as I was listening to the replay, I thought of another reason that goes along with this. And right now, Adam is so in my mind, but you blame other people. Well, that woman you gave me, she said, well, it was the serpent. He said, we blame other people for why we do things. That's the way of not receiving correction. And then if we're oblivious to the correction, if we just don't get it, if we just don't even understand that the person is talking to us, we don't understand. I was okay. So I was in orientation my freshman year, no, my sophomore year of high school, first day of school, first day of school. And we get one of the students' favorite teachers but he is known to crack on people really bad just make jokes on people really bad and so it's the first day of school and he kept saying if you are not in the ninth grade you do not need to be in this class if you are not in the ninth grade it's the first day of school the last time i went to school i was in the ninth grade i'm a, I'm a sophomore now i'm in the 10th grade it still hasn't clicked but i'm in the wrong orientation class I sat in there for a good 30 minutes. I know if you are not in the 10th grade, you do not belong in this class. I mean, in the ninth grade, you do not belong in this class. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was like, and so now it's like, I know as soon as I leave, he's going to crack jokes on me. So do I sit here and miss my class or do I go? So at first I wasn't receiving the correction because I, I wasn't even aware that he was talking to me. But then I got it. And now what's going to happen? Am I going to let my pride stand in the way? 
of being corrected because I don't want to be made fun of because I don't want to be embarrassed by walking out because he said it a million times already and I just didn't get it and it's already been half an hour. <sighs> but in the beginning, I didn't know that he was talking about me. The important thing is once you figure out that the correction is for you, just take it. <laughs> just take it, receive it, receive it. And then... Um, Another reason that just popped up, this is important. This is important because in all of this, we're, we're going to have to locate ourselves. I, I believe Holy Spirit is ministering to us now. We're going to have to locate ourselves um, because his correction is there. He loves us. And the Bible says that if we endure the correction, if we endure the chastisement, then he treats us, receives us as sons as daughters. But the Bible says that those who don't receive correction, they're like bastard children. Why? Because they won't receive the correction. And the father can't treat you like a son because you won't listen to what he says. And he's going to have to do us like he did Adam and Eve. You have to leave. You got to get out of the house. I'm still with you, but you can't stay here. Um, I brought up this example a few weeks ago, and I think Charmaine says, no, Americans are different than Jamaicans, but it's like, if you can't, my parents said, if you can't follow my rules, then you go get your own house. As long as you're under my roof, you're going to do what I say. You're going to follow my rules. And it's the same way. Because if we don't follow the rules, if we don't receive the correction, then we become unruly. We become unruly. I remember, you know, these parents, they told their son, you need to learn how to listen. Because if you can't listen to us, you're not going to listen to your teachers. And you're not going to listen to your bosses. And then you're not even going to listen to the police and you're going to end up in jail. And guess where that little boy is now? He's a grown man and he's in jail. And he's been there for more years than he's been alive or more than half of his life. And he's got about eight more to go. So what is another reason that we don't receive correction? Because we harden our hearts to it. We harden our hearts to the point where we don't even hear it anymore. And the example that I have for that, you know, in my car, when you don't put on your seatbelt, it'll go ding. Then, in, you know, a few seconds later, if you haven't put it on, then a few seconds later, if you haven't put it on, ding, 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 and I counted it 50 times. Ding, 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 And it gets to the point where, you know, ding, well, I'm not going to put on my seatbelt. I'm not putting on my seatbelt. Ding, not putting on the seatbelt. Ding, 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 ding. It'll go off in a little while. I'm not going to put on my seatbelt. And then it gets to the point where you don't even hear. Ding, 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 ding. Somebody else is in the car. Excuse me, can you please put on your seatbelt? Don't you hear that ringing? Oh, no, I didn't even hear it. I wasn't paying attention to it. <laughs> when you harden your heart to correction, you won't even hear the correction. And the correction is there to give you direction and to give you protection. You take yourself out from under the covering when you harden your heart to the correction. I say now, you know, I take blood pressure medi medication. And um, I say that is God's mercy to me. 
because God had been talking to me a long time about my health, a long time about my food choices, a long time about how to deal with my emotions. He'd been talking to me a long time about it. I didn't do anything. And finally, one day the doctor said, you know what? I don't even know you that well, but your blood pressure is high. And it's been, it's, it's, I've seen you a couple of times now and, it, and it's high. So I'm going to put you on medication. Oh no, the Lord's going to heal me. I am saved and I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And I'm, you know, and you're also disobedient. This is my mercy to you. Since you couldn't follow my directions with the exercise, since you couldn't follow my directions with the eating, since you couldn't follow my directions, I've put this, this medication in place for you. Mm. So you're taking the medication is not the sign of an absence of faith is you're receiving my mercy. And I was like, wow, because do you know, even after I got the medication, I didn't take it. God's going to heal me. I'm healed in Jesus' name. This is an attack of the enemy. No, it's an attack of Catherine and her flesh, letting her, letting it do what it wanted to do. And then want to pull up some scripture, it does not work that way. We cannot manipulate God. We cannot manipulate the word of God. If his word is to work in our lives, it has to work the way he designed it, which means we have to obey what he says. And that's why his correction is in place. When we are missing the mark, what does it mean to miss the mark? What's one word for it? Sin. Then when we sin, he gives us course correction to get us back on. He gives us course correction. But if we don't take the course correction, here we go. And to us, it looks like we're going in a straight line. But what's happening? We are going in a straight line. But we're getting farther and farther away from the mark. So, correction. We need to take it. We need to take it. And let me go back to that part about correction and people being oblivious to it. Um, if you are in a leadership position and you are correcting somebody and they don't, they, they're oblivious to it, they don't get it, do a comprehension check. Make sure that they understand clearly. Because it could be what you're communicating or the way you're communicating. You think you're communicating one thing, but you're not, and they're not getting it. So um, as I was listening to the tape, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that needs to be clarified. Yeah, um, and I can give you the example of, you know, as a speech therapist, and I would work with children on saying their sounds correctly, or I would work with children on following directions, the first thing I had to do was make sure they heard me. We always did a hearing test first. Okay, so now that I know that you are structurally capable of hearing me, we need to find out why this isn't working. So I would do a comprehension check. I'll, I'll give the example about following directions. Um, touch your nose. What did I say? Touch your nose. Okay, so they heard me. Now, touch your nose. They touched their eye. Oh, okay. 
Where is your nose? They touch their eye. Oh, okay. So I need to go back and teach the parts of the face. <laughs> They're doing what they know to do according to what they understand. So we need to make sure they understand. Now, what did I say? Touch your nose. Okay. Touch your nose. They touch their eye. All right. Where is your nose? They touch their nose. Okay. So why didn't you touch your nose? So there, we have to make sure, and, and I, whatever that looks like, in whatever your arena, do that. But do a comprehension check. Make sure they can understand. But once you know that they know, then the excuse, there, there is no excuse. There is no excuse. I, I remember the story my godmother told me. She said um, her child was not obeying her. And she was like, she just really couldn't understand. And she says she took a day off of work to take her child to the hearing doctor, to the audiologist. And the audiologist did a test and, and, and told mom, oh, her hearing is fine. As a matter of fact, her hearing is in the top percentage. She hears very well. Mom's like, what? She can hear? Okay. Okay. Daughter was not happy that day. When mama found out that daughter could hear, but daughter just wasn't doing what mama said, that was not a good day for daughter. <laughs> so she was like, I'm going to make sure. <laughs> well, that's right. I'm going to make sure because surely something's got to be wrong. There's nothing wrong. And I took a day off work, so I didn't get paid today. Oh, yeah. That was trouble. <laughs> Somebody's going to learn. <laughs> That was trouble. So yeah, um, so leaders, if if your people are acting like they uh, aren't getting the correction, they're oblivious to it, um, check. Check and see why. Check and see if there's more training that you need to do. And check and see if it's just outright uh, rebellion, disobedience. And then deal with it accordingly. Then deal with it accordingly. So amen. Those are the reasons, those or some reasons, those are some reasons that we do not um, receive correction. If you all think of any more, feel free to um, bring them up, let me know. But it was just like, wow, the, that one about hardening our heart to it, that was, oof, that was a big one because that was just a big one. Um, and then blaming people, as long as we find out, as long as there's a reason behind what we don't, as long as there's a reason behind not doing what we're supposed to do, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble. As long as there's always somebody else to blame, as long as there's always, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. God loves us and he wants to correct us. And so I know correction is not the most joyful thing. I know, Catherine, why are we talking about this? Oh, my gosh. Last year it was humility. We can't get off of that. And now it's obedience and correction. And uh, Because God loves us. And because God has big things for us. And because the word of the Lord to me and, to, and, and what's flowing down from me to all who are associated and connected to this ministry is living on the same level God desires to bless and so we want to give them everything to work with. 
We want to learn to receive from him on the same level he desires to bless. And we started out with, you know, believing in the Lord. We thank you. You have pleasure in our prosperity. And your, your pleasure is our prosperity. So our pleasure is our prosperity. That sounds really, really good. So what's it going to take for us to get that prosperity? He's already made it ready for us. He's making us ready for it. And along with the prayer came, Lord, your pleasure is our pleasure. Your displeasure is our displeasure. Your displeasure is anything that hinders us from experiencing your prosperity. Well, he's getting ready to show us the things that we are involved in that are hindering us from experiencing his prosperity, spirit, soul, and body. We ought to just love him for that for a minute. Just thank him for that for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And so, correction. And now, because it's not such a pleasant thing, I think we need to, we need to do some renewing of our minds where correction is concerned. If you've been blessed by what you've heard, I want you to prayerfully consider sowing into God's Love Song Ministries. Let this seed, let this financial gift be your faith expression that says, Lord, I have heard the word. Lord, I receive the word. And now, Lord, I am expecting to see a manifestation of this word in my life. So here I am placing this money into your kingdom, letting you know that I fully stand on the word that I have heard and received. Praise the Lord. If you would like to sow, you may do so through Zelle or PayPal. You may also give through Cash App. You may give online at our website. And if you are sowing from Kenya or if you are sowing by giving Kenyan shillings, you may also give through Impesa. The information is on your screen or if you're listening to a podcast, the information is in the description. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to become a Light Bee partner of God's Love Song Ministries. What is a Light Bee partner? Well, first understand Light Bee. Revelation B, glory to God. So when we minister, we're ministering from a place of, of revelation and speaking revelation to the people that they will have more illumination of the word. What is a partner? A partner is one who sends monthly financial donations and who prays for our ministry and who attends or participates in our outreaches or events and supports our ministry. So if you'd like to become a Light Bee partner or just learn more about what a Light Bee partner is, please go to our website. The link is on the screen. And if you are listening to a podcast, it is in the description. It's godslovesongministries.com slash partnership. Thank you so much. Loving you with the love of the Lord. Shalom.